What's up everybody, Michael Ray Newman here and you're once again inside the edge. Welcome guys, thanks for stopping by this week. We're really fired up and excited because we always are normally, but this week is a really special week. I don't know, you might be listening through Facebook, through Twitter, through Stitcher, through YouTube channel, through Instagram. Make sure you go check us all out on all those platforms, guys. We sincerely appreciate it. The last time we were together was at the State Fair of Texas. Isn't that right, Kevin E? That is right, man. The Monster Millennial over here, just checking it out with us today. So we always have a great time, Kevin and I. We're able to hang out together. We kind of riff back and forth. He gives a good millennial perspective, and I give the old man perspective. <laughs> <laughs> more keep doing podcasts, the more I'm becoming the old man. Yeah, I know, man. You're growing into it. I mean, you got to stay relevant, right? I'm a little worried about that's right. Sometimes you got a little stay relevant. So, but today is really cool, man, because you know we're building this brand. It's called the Inside Edge. We have an Inside Edge closed group on Facebook, and it's a biz, it's a it's a group for motivation, personal development, business training, sales training. It's it's got a lot of stuff, family encompassed in it. We do a lot of like a lot of personal stuff, like I said, but we uh, it's really unique because of the fact of the how we build it, the people that we bring to you. We have a really cool platform. Our stuff, the information that we give you is time-tested and proven and more relevant today than ever, and I will promise you that's true. And as you listen to these podcasts, whether you binge them all the time or whether you're working out or driving in your car or just hanging out at the house, vacuuming, or however you're listening to these podcasts or consuming this information, you know that it's relevant, time-tested, and 100% it needs to be about you, always make it about you. And above anything else, you need to make it about you and you need to try to level up. Where you are today, just make yourself better. But to do that, you need to go outside yourself and look at other areas of, of, of the life and what people are doing and you want to make sure that you are doing the best thing for you. Is there something better you can use? Find out the process, put your personality with it, and find somebody that you you trust, that have, that, that's, that's integrity-driven, integrity-based, and you'll be successful. And there's three phases to what we say we build on, on the Edge. Edge Global Inc. is a company that I uh, co-founded and I'm very, very passionate about it. And it's really cool because the product that we deliver is, like I just said, is time-tested and proven and more relevant today than ever. It's just like this bottle of water. It's just like this. what's, what's inside this bottle is water. We used to drink it out of the creek a long time ago, right, Kevin? And then we drank it out of Mr. Ziegler's pump. You'd pump and prime the pump and get it out of there. And then when I was a kid— I, I cannot relate in any level. Yeah, yeah well, except except the water fountain. I'm sure you drink out of water hose. Sure, sure. Come on. Did of you course. Not, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Definitely. you not drink out of water hose when you were a kid? Definitely. Yeah, but it doesn't matter how we consume it. This product is relevant. It's— the packaging. Now we deliver it in a bottle, right? So I just get it out of the sink or out of filter, but that's what the, the, the product that's in here is, is always the same. It's relevant. So we have a fantastic product. Now, how do you, how do we deliver that product? I mean, where are we taking it? Right now they put it in a bottle. That's how they're delivering it now. That's the most relevant. Are you staying relevant? Are you, where, where are you now to where you need to go? That's why you consume things like this to make yourself better, to make your business better, to make your life better, your family better, or however that needs to look for you because it's about you. But what I'm super excited about is the people that we bring to you, are they're, they're relevant. They're not old. They're not out of date. These people aren't just somebody who are really good teachers who learned it in a book. And nothing wrong with learning because you're always learning, right? You're never too old to, to uh, learn and you're never too young to teach. So we always educate ourselves. We always validate. We always educate and validate those things that we're always doing. But the people that we put in front of you are relevant. They have lived the message. The message that we are delivering, people have lived it and are living it right now. That's why I'm super excited about today because my right-hand man, co-founder of Edge Global Inc., partner, executive vice president of The Edge, and a really good friend of mine, 
is here with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, where's the clap button that makes everybody clap right there? Oh, I'll add it in later. <laughs> add that in later. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Edwin the Great Brit. Right there, brother. Everybody give him a hand. Edwin, how you doing, man? Yeah, hey, Michael. Uh, thank you, man. Kevin, uh, what an honor to be here today. Hold on I mean, a second. How can, what? You, how can you have a bad day when you got win in your name? Hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I yeah. mean, Ed Wynn, right? He's always winning. That's what my dad used to tell me. He said, son, no matter how old you get, every day when you get up, you'll always be a new man. You may have a bad day or a good day, but no matter what, you're always going to be a new man. All right, man? But Ed Wynn, I finally found somebody that's got a name that rivals mine. So, brother, but <laughs> seriously, it's really good to have you here. I am uh, happy to be here, man. And uh, everything you said, I totally agree with. Is is we got to continue to be putting things inside us, and we can just observe and look out. And I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about today for those very reasons, Michael. Yeah, and being relevant, man. That's really what I want. I want to touch on a few things today. We want to touch on a thing, a few things. But the message that we have and what we've been able to develop this year, and I want you to talk to this a little bit of mindset of a champion. And also, I want you to talk because there's different levels. Mindset of a champion is a huge, is huge curriculum, right? Uh, it 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 it, um, it hits our elite business training. It also talks about our sales training. It goes into the um, to uh, leadership. It goes into uh, personal development. But the mindset of a champion encompasses all that. We have. We, how many times have we done that this year? Just in. I mean, it's been. It's been a lot all over the country. Yeah, yeah. we've been all over the country, corporations, and we've done it in a lot of private events too. But let's talk about the. If you're listening to this, you might be listening to it next year in the middle of summer, spring. It doesn't matter. But right now, we're going into the fourth quarter of 2018. And you have put together this program, and I really want to talk to you about how we developed it, what the mindset was behind that, and of, uh, of uh, uh, champions always win in the fourth quarter. Is that yeah, the name of exactly it? exactly right. Go ahead and talk to that and tell us how we developed that. So as we built, you know, uh, wrote the curriculum for mindset of a champion, uh, as you said, it, it speaks to every aspect of our life and our business and our personal development. Uh, but then we wanted to build something out for really becoming curious, you know, when we think about that, we, because here's, here's what we discovered. Everybody wants to win, or just about everybody wants to win, right? So we're in football season right now. Two teams enter a field. They, they play for four quarters of a football game. And, and going into that final quarter, both teams want to win. So the big question that, that you and I posed and, and then developed it around our what and why is, why do some people consistently win? Mm-hmm. And that's how we developed that, and we built that around champions always win the fourth quarter. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Right. And you said two key words there that, that really it, it, it's, it's, uh, comes up over and over in our training. It's two words, why and what. When we talk about why and what, a lot of times I talk about it business-wise is when we're building a process, the procedures manual, we use a process, and that process is based on what we're going to touch on today really quickly is right. trust. Man, but the why and the what is why do we do this and what is out there to make it better? That's when we're doing operational processes. But you have re- we ask why and what a lot in, the, in, in a lot of our mindset of a champion. But with this fourth quarter, because we are going into the fourth quarter, a lot of times people are pulling off and waiting and kind of – but real champions push forward because you just never know when it's going to break for you. And you've traveled to, I mean, we've done uh, six or eight of these in just the last couple of weeks. Yeah, just, just in the last five or six days. Yeah, I so did, we've yeah. been, I mean, you've been bell to bell, brother. I mean, I really appreciate every the hard, the hard work you're putting in. He's, he's really putting a lot of hard work in. But what you found is you were able to sit in here, and there's four key points when it comes to the fourth quarter that you've yeah. been able to find. I really want to touch on those today, so I'll let you kind of riff on that and the why and the what piece and how we came about that and maybe a couple of stories in between there. So we'll start with the why. Why? 
uh, do people consistently win? Why are championships built? And just real succinctly, if you're listening, uh, obviously you are, uh, make a note of this and think about it. I want you to think about it. People constantly win when they develop consistent and sustainable patterns and habits. So that's sort of the why. That's the why behind how champions are built. And then what? what's the end result is predictable winning results, which sort of summarizes what champions are. And when we thought about that, we wanted to build off these four principles, Michael, which we're, we're going to talk about. But as we share these, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to listen and think about this particular quote. <clears throat> and the quote is, an in-depth look always reveals more than a casual glance. And these four principles, everyone has heard to some degree. But what we tend to do is we, uh, you and I were discussing this earlier today. That's we right. tend to I'm take it for granted. Up. Yeah. So we give it a casual glance. But champions always give it an in-depth look. And that's really the difference. There's not a big difference between wanting to win and winning. It's really very small, and it starts with our mindset. Yeah, you said you really said on two key things there. Is they we we take a casual glance so many times because the things that you're going to hear today, those four things, a lot of those things that you hear right today is something you already know. Oh, I know that I've heard that, and this is what we were talking about earlier. And we take such a casual glance at those things because, oh, we've done it over and over again. And then you said champions really stop and take an in-depth look. They do a checkup from the neck up. They go through and create habits, and they're relentlessly consistent about those habits and what they do with those things. So those two things, I think, are really key in takeaways about what you're talking about when you're setting this up and laying the foundation, Edwin, for it is they take more than a – because, oh, man, brother, I tell you right now, I'm guilty of this. Whether I – I know I'm on my phone. I need to be talking to my little girl. We've had that conversation before. Or I know that when I'm looking at my five areas of business, when I talk to my marketing plan, is different than my sales plan, but I just let it kind of blur because I already know that. And I'll go back to it later. Champions always – they just, they're consistent. They go back and they take they, they discipline themselves to take a more of an in-depth look instead of a casual glance, and they're very consistent with the habits they've built around those in-depth looks. And meticulous, very meticulous in that. And so with that very first principle, it really begins here. What we've Michael and I have done is we've taken really our 30-plus years individually and over 60 years combined of professional and personal struggles right michael <laughs> the struggle's real baby don't kid yourself that's right the struggle is real <laughs> and and it's not just about you and i and our own experiences but we've drawn from all the people that we've known uh in our career and who've touched in our career and we continue to touch because here's the thing it's a journey it's not a destination right that's right it's ongoing you, you, gotta you never be arrive you never arrive yeah and the journeys and we found this and said this a whole bunch the journey is more fulfilling than the end so it's really important to be able to take the time to be in those moments. And and that's what is it allows me, Edwin, a lot of times, is to take that in-depth look more than a casual glance. When I, I stop and I realize where I am right now, in those moments that I'm in and the things that we're doing, I can pull myself back. Just like today, man, we were we were we were really laying out, outlining a couple of books and a couple of some things on some curriculum. And I stepped back and I said, man, this is really a cool time that we're in right now because we're still in building mode, but we're still impacting thousands of lives, man. The people this year that you've done, I mean, that we have been able to impact is, and I'm sincerely grateful for that. Uh, is 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 really. It's, I step back and it's mind-boggling for somebody like me to be able to do that. And so we're going to impact a few more right now. Here's principle number one that we've observed that every single champion has. And the thing about champions is we come from all walks of life. We look different. Our experiences are different. But every champion that Michael and I know, including ourselves, 
every one of those has an attitude of gratitude. Principle number one, attitude of gratitude. reason that is so critically important is because it sets up everything else that we want to accomplish. What we send out is what we get back. And it's also, Michael, the healthiest of all of our attitudes. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. So many times it's easy for us to go, yeah, we got to be great. You know, it, you, we got to do that. We got to do that. And I have muscle memoried myself. Well, it's not really gratitude for me, but I appreciate you, right? <laughs> to the yeah. point that I'll say it earlier, a buddy of mine that I, I've watched about 200 hockey games with. Our boys grew up since little bitty growing all the way through college. They went to college together and played. He's like, man, my, they said this last Saturday night. because we've watched 200 hockey games plus. And I was like, has it been that many? So I guarantee you, he started going over it. He goes, you know what, man, Michael, I really appreciate you appreciating me. That's right. <laughs> he always said appreciate you. So you leave with gratitude. And if you don't even realize it, it does impact people. And it really is. It sets you apart. And we all have heard about having a positive mental attitude. So that's sort of the casual glance approach. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know I need to have a positive mental attitude. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in college, sometimes you have to take a, a class before you can take another class. It's a prerequisite, right? They call it a prerequisite. Having, is that what that's called in college? It is. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to actually go to class. And then right, you find that out. Yeah. But it is having an attitude of gratitude is a prerequisite to a positive mental attitude. And it here's what it does. It shifts the focus from ourselves to others. When we're grateful for the people around us and the opportunities that we have, really one of two things are going on. We either have an attitude of entitlement, and I think we could all agree we got too much entitlement out there, or you have an attitude of gratitude, which, again, shifts the focus out and sets your mindset up. So every champion's got an attitude of gratitude. That's principle number one. It's pretty powerful. What do you think, Kevin E.? We on point so far? Absolutely. <laughs> and I know, uh, you know, being the millennial in the room, I know a lot of people of my generation, that's something that we're accused of frequently is the entitlement thing. But um, I, I very much try to adhere to the sentiment of the attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I see, I call him the, the monster millennial for a reason. Yeah, I mean, he's he on gets it. it. He's on it. <laughs> I'm trying. And he's the original. He's the OG for sure. <laughs> Here's the thing too. When we start our day with an attitude of gratitude, what we're really doing is we're actually reducing this internal pressure that we feel. We've got this high pressure clock ticking in all of us. And when we can reduce pressure, resourcefulness and creativity actually go up. And that's the leverage and, and actually the ledge that champions walk across. And th- that's a great point. Think about this, Ed. When, when you've prepared for a test or you've studied the game plan, when you walk in, are you more confident or less confident? Yeah, absolutely. You're more confident. To me, it, that really rings true because when you were talking about this, it, it, when we, you said this for the last two years, you've been saying that. What it does, it decreases pressure and it raises confidence or elevates confidence. I'm not sure exactly how you say it. But that right there really resonated with me because I was able to step back and help positively and negatively when my daughter had prepared for something, my young youngest, and even my oldest, when they hadn't prepared for something. Do you remember how you feel and compare and contrast that? And that, that just a light bulb moment for me. I really get it, man. I think that stuff is really – I want people to step back. And preparation is key. and It goes back to those consistency, right? It goes back to why and what. And that really right there breeds confidence, and all champions have that. Not cocky, but – Confident, right? That's right. There's, there's a, a fine there's line. There's a difference. <laughs> that state of mind gives you an edge. That's it right. is. It certainly it does. So principle number two that we've noticed in all champions is that champions are always looking outward and upward, never looking downward or backward. You know, we learned the lessons from what happened yesterday, but all too often what happens is we let those things linger, and, and that becomes our sense of focus. You know, they, they uh, say two, two men looked out of prison bars, one saw mud, the other saw stars. The one looking downward 
never left that institution, continued to live a perpetual life of crime. But the one looking outward and upward, they ended up getting an education while they were there. And they came back now and they advocate and became an attorney advocating for those inside there. Always look outward and upward. Here's what happens when you do that. You develop a mindset that allows you to expect to win. And there's a difference between expecting to win and hoping to win. Number two, we realize that we never arrive. Journey, it's journey, not a destination. We talked about that, Michael. And then finally, key here, you develop this good finder mentality versus this fault finder approach, kind of back on the entitlement and attitude. Mm-hmm. And we can then lean on this. And I know you're big on this, Michael. Prepare and practice champions who are looking outward and upward. Prepare and practice when no one else is watching. Yep. You see the big, the big stars, the great athletes, they get paid and praised in public for things they've done in private for years. That's right. And as a, there's a really good quote for it like that. I know I butchered it, but that's exactly what that's about. I want to take a step back when you said champions look outward and upward, not down and backwards. And then people say, well, if you don't look back, how are you ever going to uh, get any better? you got to learn from your mistakes. Well, that goes all the way back to the initial thing, more of a casual glance or an in-depth look. When you're looking backwards all the time, you're really taking a casual glance and you're focusing on the negativity, you're focusing on the failure, or you're focusing on, I won then, why do I have to win now? I don't want to put that work back in. But if you really take an in-depth look, you look back, you study, you learn why and what, right? We talked about that. So all this ties back to that very first thing that you talked about in the intro is that we're going to ask why and what and take an in-depth look opposed to a casual glance. And that, man, that statement is powerful, bro. I just hope that people take it, rewind that, play that, write it down, and understand those three key points he went by. And I'll let you touch on them really quickly again. But those things are super, super important that we get caught up in about the negativity that 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 failure is an event not a person but we think it's a person because of what happened in the past that's all casual look back at it and why'd you fail probably because you didn't prepare if you look yourself in the mirror and i said this to my kid i said it to myself on when i have a conversation go bad or i have a relationship go bad or i lose in a business transaction or i lose with a uh, a customer my internal customer an employee that had to fire or i lose a vendor or a customer i always look at myself and go did you do everything in your power did you prepare? Did you think, plan, and prepare before you really try to relate and understand that person? When you guys came to a solution opportunity and you lost it, did you really do everything? What happened is, is I didn't prepare for that. When I do it, I didn't do the right things. So I take that in-depth look and then I learn from it and push forward, outward and upward like you said. That's a powerful statement I hope people will take and look at. And then that consistent theme happens again is what when we're able to focus on those things Pressure goes down, resourcefulness and creativity goes up. And here's a cool thing. Selling is a transference of feeling. And when you're feeling confident and you have this expectation of winning, you're transferring that to the other person. You know, selling's always about the other person. It's not about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's a really cool segue, I think, to point number three. And that is that every champion that we've met, everyone we know, everyone we get to interact with, All of them have a process for communicating with other people that, again, makes it about them. In other words, they have a client-centered process. When you you hear that word client, we tend to think about just business or just selling. But really, it applies to our families, to our coworkers, to the people we interact with, the other folks. Do you have a process in place that allows you to create alignment and truly uncover what it is that individual wants to accomplish again not about us but it's always about them that's what champions do they have this 
I hesitate to use the word magical, but it is this sense of making people better around them. Every champion we know is that way, right? That's exactly right. You know, one of the biggest compliments that I've ever been told as a coach to me is, man, it's not the, your studs. You're going to have your studs, right? It's what you get out of that lower half when you get them to really believe in yourself and to buy into your system, to buy into your process. Now, you said two things there that I want people to understand. You said, talk about selling is a transference of feelings. And understand, this is not a sales class today. No. There's nobody right. better than you. You've been number one for over 30 years. You, you trained under the one and only Mr. Zig Ziglar. Correct. You mentored, you shared the stage with him. You're good at it. You, I mean, you've been number one in every organization you've ever done this in. Everybody's in sales. We've are always heard that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to take a, that's a casual glance. I know we're all in sales. That's great. But understand this. Your customer, your client, client-centered process, my, my personal one is my wife, is 2,500 employees, is my partners, is you. And I always, is, is Kevin E., those people are my customers, and those are my friends. Those are people I do business with on a day-to-day -day basis. Those people I care about. And when you really and truly care and you lead with gratitude, all these things are tying back together. And I really love this easy, easy four-point strategy on being successful and truly winning like a champion and going out and winning. We say it the fourth quarter, Nick, but you can translate this to any part of any life. And I think you and I have a little bit of a problem talking about sports a little too much. Some people, some people don't play yeah, a lot of stuff, right? play, yeah. <laughs> But I think that we, if, if you, you can, any genre of life, any any kind of walk of life, this relates to. And and our process um, <clears throat> looks and feels like the word trust. Right. And uh, while we won't go into in, in depth there today regarding that. Certainly available on our, our website at Edge Global Inc. And these are the things that Inside we, Edge and our close Facebook Edge. group, request to be on the Inside Edge. You get a lot of it there. These are the things that we do in our corporate trainings corporate and that training, we do yep. in our individual things that we do. So we'll, we'll certainly events, yeah, spell that out. But the key is, is that you have a process that creates alignment and allows you to uncover information. Here's the cool thing. In every aspect, every relationship you have, the person who has the most information has the most influence. And we tend to get things out of order. And so people that don't recognize the importance of what a champion, how a champion is built, they want to spend too much time talking and not enough time listening. It's always about the other person. So information is king. And really what we want to be able to do is build influence. And we do that by listening and having a client-centered, family-centered process that yields predictable results. That's powerful, man. You should have hit on a really key word there too that I like. I love to talk about, and it's, and I say I love to talk about it because I don't listen enough. I mean, listening is is so powerful in that statement. What you just said, it's the most underutilized school uh, skill in home and the business today. In fact, as we travel the country, Michael, we get a lot of positive feedback, which we love. But it's not about the applause or pictures we might get to take. It's the people in the stories. And I know what excites you and I the very most is when they get we get an opportunity, maybe we circle back to their city and, and we get to hear what they did. How did you apply that? And most frequently, especially in leaders, they say, hey, I've been working on my listening skills, Michael. I'm doing a better job of listening to the people that I serve instead of talking to the people I That's serve. That's right. And how do you think you have to have little tricks to help you listen better? Because I took this to heart too. I mean, when listening, because when we 
are leaders and we're so in, in a hurry to fix things and take care of things. You know, I'm always, a, I'm a fixer. What we got? Okay, listen, when you come to me, I say, don't come to me unless you have one or two solutions. I love you coming with problems. You come with complaints. That's okay. You come with things that I'm doing wrong, things you're doing wrong, things the organization's struggling with, whether it be your family or your business. That's okay. But come to me with a couple of solutions. What that gets me to do, it gets me to slow down and listen. Because so many times somebody, you know, your spouse or your children or somebody, your partner or some of your or management staff come to you with a problem and they're two words into it and you already understand what they're talking about. You already understand what they need. So you just already shut down and you're waiting to prepare your response. You're not really listening, right? So if you sit there and say, give me two, and what I do when I do this and I say, tell me two responses, I'm waiting for two solutions. I'm waiting for their solution. That really helps me slow down. Because, you know, I kind of talk fast. <laughs> <laughs> like 520 words a minute with gust up to 770. Yeah, <laughs> so it gives me a chance. It, it gets me to slow down and say, okay, I wonder what their solutions are going to be. And it makes me think about my solutions, but it helps me be a better listener. And I think that really is the hardest thing for anyone today is listening. I think that's a, that's a, that's a learned skill. And I think that we have, and we've seen it. I mean, we've seen people come, and I've really been working on this, and I'm going to be a better head of HR companies that have, thousand employees are saying i'm going to be a better listener as an hr person when you come to me with your problems that's totally correct and so when you build off of these uh these three principles the attitude of gratitude learning to look upward and outward having a client-centered process one which more, we call trust yep. yeah go and ahead. one more thing on that client-centered process on yes. number three is what we're on right now the key to these things is to have a process and i mentioned it at the beginning of the yes. deal you need to have a process and then add your personality with it and also have a mentor that can teach you things that you really trust. And it happens to be our process is trust, but you believe in their integrity. But don't try to be Edwin. Don't try to be Kevin E. You try to you put the personality, your personality with the process, and you will be successful. No doubt about it. And then the final step and the thing that we see every champion has, and there's no age restriction or limitation on this, but we really live in three buckets. We spend most of our life living in three buckets, and they all start with S. And that is survival mode. Hey, man, we've all been there. Michael, you and I have been there, right? Bubba. And, and, real. And a lot. Yeah, we've talked about real. this a lot on the podcast yeah, already. So, we'll always talk about this on the podcast. And then, of course, there's stability, and then you know, we, we all point towards success. But here's the choice that you get to make today. You get to listen to this podcast today, and you get to recognize that you know there's a level beyond success, and that is when you really make a step towards becoming and pursuing becoming a champion which is endless in nature, and that is significance. And, Michael, I know you talk a lot about that, but more importantly, you live that. And when you decide to start pursuing significance, what does that do? It shifts the focus from yourself. Success is about what kind of car do I drive, what kind of house do I live in, what kind of clothes do I wear. But when you shift it to significance, it becomes about others, and it ultimately becomes your legacy. And uh, you live that, brother, and uh, I'm, I'm just proud to wow. travel the country and watch you watch us do it together. You do the same, Brian. I appreciate you even saying that about it, but it really and truly is significance. And you don't, it doesn't matter, you said it too, it doesn't matter your age, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what status you're in, you can be significant. Because I'll promise you this, you know, God arrest my soul, right? But my, my spirit lives on in the people I impact, the people, my family, my friends, and hopefully the people that are listening to this. That's right. And th what your spirit is is your legacy. The good news is about that is that your story's not over. The, it's a journey, right? 
The journey is more fulfilling than it is. Journey, not a destination. We're always traveling. If you're listening to this today, you can be significant. It's never too late to go back to your mom or your dad and, and raise your hands that I made the mistake. Start making it about other people. Start living this quote that is the foundational quote for a ton of businesses on a little cassette tape I heard back when I was 20 years old and got it from a garage sale by a dude that I thought was a rock star because it was called Zig Ziglar. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And that it really is mindset of a champion, in my opinion. It really is. And when you start taking these four principles and you apply them in a, a day-to-day basis, um, what will happen is, I promise you this, you will finish the end of your calendar year faster and stronger and more prepared than ever before. You'll have more fun. You'll experience more joy. But even, even more exciting, you'll launch into the next calendar year fast, prepared, poised with the expectation that you're not going to move from hoping you win to expecting that you will win. That's what champions do. Ba-bam! Drop the mic. (laughs) That's good stuff, brother. That's exactly what that's about. It launches you in. And if you're prepared, you win, right? Confidence goes up. We talked about that. Well, I think that was beautiful stopping point, man. Four points. Please go back and listen to this. Go like Facebook page, uh, KPEX. We're also live on there. Kevin East Thank got you, us sir. going on on uh, KEPX. K- my little dyslexia slipping in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even K- notice. <laughs> KEPX. Uh, also, check out our Facebook page. Check out on Instagram. Check out Michael Ray Newman, Edwin Britt on Facebook. Um, where I'll go to the Inside Edge on Facebook and request to be in that. Yeah, we'd love it. Love yeah, to have you in. Love to have you in. And remember, above anything else, man, when Edwin said make it about other people and you do better, you guys be nice. People don't always remember what you say, but they always remember how you made them feel. Play hard. Have fun. We'll see you next time here inside the edge. Righty? Right, sir. (laughs) 